Commission Leadership is advancing the work of Christ by giving pastors and church leaders the clarity they need to flourish in life and ministry. With over a decade of ministry experience in the local church, leadership coach Weston Bryant understands the joys, passion, heartache, and exhaustion that comes with helping others follow Jesus. Wes is passionate about helping leaders embrace the reality that God really will do abundantly more than they would ask or think. Tune in each week to discover how to live courageously, build strong teams, and multiply your ministry impact. Now, here's your host, Weston Bryant. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And no, I'm not talking about Christmas. It's college football bowl season. If you love college football, there's no time better than this. Between December 17th and January 10th, you get to soak in 42 college football bowl games, including the national championship game between the top two teams. And at the recording of this episode, they just announced the top four teams that are going to compete for that championship with Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati. And I'll be honest, I'm not really a college football guy. And although I do enjoy uh, watching the semifinals and the championship, I'm more of an NFL guy. But I thought this is a great time of the year to talk about how we develop disciples and really some things that we can learn from college and professional sports. To set the stage for this episode, I want to refer you back to episode five, which is titled, So, How Do I Make Disciples? And just kind of the big idea from that episode is is that Jesus makes it very clear as to how we make disciples in the Great Commission, which says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In that episode, I talk about how making disciples according to Jesus is very simple. It it requires two things, to baptize people and to teach them to obey everything he has commanded us. And while these instructions are very simple, they're not easy because it requires our submission, it requires sacrifice, and we often have a lot of fear and doubts that that try to get in the way of faithful obedience to Christ. This is going to be a great episode if you're someone who really struggles with sharing your faith. Because what I unpack in episode five is that in order to baptize someone, they have to want to be baptized and they have to profess faith in Jesus. And usually for them to do that, it requires someone to share the gospel with them to share the good news of Jesus and why they believe that good news. And that's where a lot of us get stuck because that that feels overwhelming. There's a lot of fear of, you know, what if they reject me? What if I say something wrong? And so because of our fears, our doubts, and any number of things, we don't 
speak up. So in light of the college football bowl season, let's take a few moments and talk about how college athletes are developed and how that translates to the development of disciples within the church, specifically how we develop people to share the good news of the gospel so that people can believe and be baptized and disciples can be made. So imagine with me for a moment that you are a college freshman and you've been recruited by your team to be their star quarterback. So it's your first day of practice and the coaches call you into the practice room and they spend an hour unpacking their playbook with you. After which you leave and later that week you report to the stadium and you play your first game. Actually, no, that's that's not at all what happens. Think about how terrifying that would be, even for a college athlete, right? Someone who's proved themselves at the high school level If they came to one practice or even multiple practices and they sat in a drawing room and they they walked through plays and did all the X's and O's and then their coaches immediately said, go out there on the field and, and win this game for us. More likely than not, that quarterback is gonna freeze the moment that 250 pound linebacker comes bearing down on him. There's too much information to process, and it's, it's a level that they haven't experienced yet. No team would ever be successful if that was how they developed their quarterbacks. So how does a college football team develop its players? Well, typically there's four phases of development as they prepare for their first game. You have the drawing room. Like I already talked about, this is where they go over the playbook. Players are able to ask questions and and coaches walk through a lot of information that they need to learn and memorize. The next phase is practice. Teams will take what they've learned in the practice room and apply it in very controlled environments with their specific positions. So all of the quarterbacks participate in different drills together and practice specific scenarios for their position. The same is true for the defensive linemen, the wide receivers, etc., etc. And every single position is trying to take what they've learned in the practice room and practically apply it. The third phase of development is one that you might not think about offhand. And it's the scrimmage. This is where the offense and the defense come together. And each side of the ball learns to play as a unit. They take what they've learned as individuals and they apply it in the context of a team. And they apply it against an opponent. But what makes the scrimmage so special is that it's a controlled environment. So you you have moments where you're on the field with your unit playing the game together and you also have moments where you're coming on the sidelines and you're watching your teammates. You're seeing how the playbook actually plays out in in a live game-like scenario. 
coaches can hit the pause button, if you will, and help players understand what's gone well and where things have broken down so that when it comes time to play a game, they are ready. And then obviously the fourth and final phase is the game. And, you know, if if you're not playing the game, it doesn't really matter how much time you spend in the game room, the practice field, and within a scrimmage. Like, no one joins a football team just to do those three phases. You do it because you want to compete in the game. Now let's pause for a moment and look at the life of the church and how we typically develop people to share their faith. You know, Sunday morning, in my opinion, is is very much like the practice room. This is where we... We share scripture, like we, we give people this abundance of information. And that's not all that Sunday morning is about, but it's a big part of it. We want to teach people the word of God so that they can go out and play the game of life. We talk about the Great Commission and how Jesus says to all of us to go and make disciples, to go and share our faith with our non-Christian neighbors, co-workers, and community. But for your average person to be given information and then immediately apply it, well, on one hand, I want to say that should be, that should be enough. <laughs> it can be really hard. It can feel overwhelming and intimidating. If you've never shared your faith before, or you've never seen someone share their faith. And so this is why we have small groups, or at least one of the many reasons why we have small groups. So we can come together and, and talk about how we can practically apply the things that we're learning. And this is where we practice together. So I know I've sat in many small groups where we've... We've practiced sharing the gospel with each other. Maybe you've done this as an elevator testimony, you know, where you learn to share your story of faith and why you believe in the good news of Jesus in about 30 seconds, the amount of time that you would have on an elevator. But if we have our Sunday morning experience where we're teaching people the word of God and we have our small groups where people are practicing together what it means to be followers of Jesus, why do so many of us still struggle to share our faith? And listen, I'm not pointing fingers here. Like This applies to me as much as anyone. As an introvert, I get how intimidating it is to walk up to a stranger and start talking about Jesus. And you know, I I think that doing so, if it's not directed by the Holy Spirit, can actually cause more harm than good. And so this is why we need this concept of a scrimmage. We need to create spaces that are, are very much real-life scenarios but they're a little bit more controlled. They're, they're spaces where we can apply what we've learned on Sunday morning and within our small groups and talk about it with each other. 
where we can talk about how we're seeing God move and and we can celebrate you know the the victories of faith and but where we can also talk about what didn't go so well where did I doubt where did I struggle and I realize that this doesn't feel very tangible if this is the first time you're hearing about it so let me talk about two experiences I've had that have been a scrimmage-like situation. The first was when I started interning in sports ministry. I had never shared my faith with anyone. And I remember feeling frozen in fear at the prospect of having to do that with my friends and family. But when I interned in the sports ministry, part of what it meant to be an intern was to regularly share a devotional with my team. And so at the end of every game, we would huddle up together and I would take two minutes and talk about Jesus. And initially it started with taking what I had had heard on Sunday morning or in my small group and then just repeating it to my team. And then as I became more comfortable, I started to take the things that I was reading in scripture and I would share it. And then as my boss talked to me about the importance of of sharing my testimony and the good news of the gospel, we would practice together. And he would give me feedback, talk about the things that really stood out, or or maybe if I would ramble and kind of lose him in my story. And then eventually, as, as I started to gain more confidence and more trust in what God was doing, it just became a very natural part of my devotionals to just talk to people about how great Jesus is and my hope that they would place their trust in him too. And you know what happened from there? I started to have more confidence in my day-to-day interactions with people. As I would be in these scrimmage-like environments and I would see people respond to what I was saying, it helped me recognize what the Holy Spirit was doing in my everyday interactions with people. Another scrimmage-like scenario that my wife and I have experienced was visiting a church that went prayer walking. And there are different styles of prayer walking. At the, the very fundamental level, you just walk throughout your neighborhood and your community and you pray for people and you you observe your surroundings and ask God to move. But what this church did to take it to the next level is that they sought to actively share their faith. The, the central component of that prayer was, was, Father, lead me into conversations with people who need to hear about Jesus. And so we followed this pastor as he prayer walked and we saw how he interacted with people and we listened as opportunities came about where he could share the good news of Jesus with complete and total strangers. And you know what? It was terrifying and yet wonderful. And guess what happened? Midway through it, he said, okay, your turn. (laughs) Talk about fear. I had been in ministry for years. I'd been leading devotions in sports, and yet still the thought of sharing the gospel with complete strangers 
made me very nervous. But I had seen this pastor do it. And I knew that he was with me so that if I got stuck, he could jump in. If things didn't go well, he could offer feedback and encouragement through that process. And this is a a conversation for another podcast, but I witness God do some amazing things through that prayer walking experience. Participating in these scrimmage-like activities. While I I still don't love talking to strangers (laughs) about faith, it's given me a lot more confidence that the Great Commission is true, that yes, Jesus is truly with me. And if I'll take a moment to be sensitive to what his spirit is doing, he will lead me into conversations when they need to happen. And I can confidently step forward in faith and obedience. So as you think about this framework for sharing your faith and making disciples, what's missing for you? Are you regularly worshiping with a body of believers and and hearing the word of God? But I want to challenge you to go a step further with that one. Because it's not enough to just have someone else tell you what the Bible says. You, You actually have to spend time learning and understanding the Bible if you want to apply it to your life. Maybe your first step is to spend more time in the practice room, getting to know the Father and understand his game plan. Maybe you're regularly in the Word, but you're not practically applying it in your life. And so to do so requires you to practice with other Christians in some sort of small group context, to share your fears and doubts, and to work through those things with their encouragement, knowing they're right there with you. Maybe you've been a part of a small group or some sort of fellowship community for a while, but there's a big gap between what you know and what you actually do in your day-to-day life. And so maybe you need to find opportunities as a small group to scrimmage together. I will tell you, if you, you find those scrimmage rhythms, your eyes will be opened to the daily opportunities God gives us to make him known to people. I want to close this episode by again just trying to help you get a little more practical and make a more intentional next step. Another element that allows football players to be so successful is their relationships with their teammates. And oftentimes, you know, these these players will seek out help and accountability to get better at the things that they're learning. I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan, and they're having a terrible season, but we're all hopeful that Justin Fields, you know, is our franchise quarterback, that he's going to be the future of the organization. And a lot of people have commented about his relationship with Darnell Mooney, a young and upcoming wide receiver, and how even though Darnell wasn't the number one receiver at the start of the year, people noticed that Justin 
was finding a lot of rhythm with him in games. Justin wasn't really utilizing our number one receiver, Allen Robinson. And so someone asked Justin, hey, tell us about the chemistry you have with Darnell and why things have played out so well for you on the field this season. And he said that Darnell was the one guy who, after practice was over, he would take time and run extra reps with me. Even though he was tired, and even though it would have been more convenient for him to go home and rest, he would take time to help this young quarterback develop. And in the process, he became a better receiver too. So I want to encourage you to find someone who has a different spiritual gift than you. Someone in whom you see God moving in a way that maybe you're, you're a little bit weaker. And ask them to teach you. Ask them to help sharpen you. And ask if they'd be willing to explore ways that you can help sharpen them as well. And see how God builds you up. That's all for today, my friends. Thanks for listening. Do you ever feel like you don't know enough about the Bible in order to share your faith? I used to feel that way. And then to my surprise, God called me into full-time ministry without a seminary degree. That experience convinced me that making disciples is for everyone. It's just that the details look a little bit different from person to person. Making disciples is simple, but it's not easy. And so I've written a book to help you take that first step into the ministry that Jesus has for you. It's called Learn From Me, How Regular People Can Make Disciples Like Jesus Did. And it's available on Amazon for $2.99.